Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Mork Daddy. How is everybody doing today? Uh, we've got a very special guest today. I'm really excited for Super Hyped. Yeah. <laughs> and special guest, Eric. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. Back back in from Poland, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a very brief trip. It was in and, in and out in one day, but it was uh, it was good. And it was to check out a game that we don't know about yet. I think was the thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't talk about the actual thing yet, but the uh, the game. It was it was to go and see the game uh, called Outriders. They I think they dropped like one trailer for it back like a while ago, and then it's just been silent since then. So it was uh, yeah. Once I get a chance to speak about it, there'll be uh, lots to talk about. Sure, yeah, and I would never ask you to break an NDA. <laughs> I am like That's full insane. when it comes to stuff like that. I'm just like, nope, nope. I'm like, it's like I've had that military training. Like you can, you can try whatever you want. I am, I am Fort Knox out here. Yeah, yeah, and that, and and um, before we get into that, it's actually something I've seen a lot of people are like, oh, why can't you just tell us? Like not you specifically, but like yeah. the people that have NDAs. Uh, listeners, I'm sorry. I'm gonna be a little harsh on you. Don't ask people to do that. That's not okay because people are risking their whole channels if they yeah. do that. People always, people always refer <laughs> to their livelihood. Like, they're just like, blink twice if you liked it. I'm like, you realize I can't even say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I can't even yeah. hint. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, thanks for coming on, Eric's. Uh, you've been um, a big person in the Monster Hunter community for a long time. Um, I, you know, I remember... Back when I was one of the Reddit mods, we would regularly post your videos as the how-tos and tutorials on weapon mods every time a new game came out. Um, Thank you. Um, it was, uh, it's it's been not nice to have so many, you know, influ influential people in the Monster Hunter space. Um, but this is a big episode for us. This is episode 100 of the Hunter's Hub. That is uh, awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I actually, this is actually my second iteration of a podcast. Um, there was actually eight episodes that were every other week before this became a, a show. Um, but a little, a little fun fact, I guess. Um, it wasn't really fun at the time, but I was doing this actually for the r slash Monster Hunter uh, sub on Reddit. Mm -hmm. uh, as like a supposed to be an official podcast and they sort of pulled the rug out from underneath it i said fine i'm gonna do it my on my own and i did <laughs> nice nice that's that's how that's how some of the best stuff happens right it's like you know you start something something doesn't go your way and then you rebuild it into something even bigger and better right yeah and it well so i'm gonna get into some little fun facts here um uh so of the 100 episodes uh, the most popular episodes are, of course, when you've come on, Eric's, um, <laughs> and uh, also whenever we talk about E3, and for some reason, we had a huge spike on last week's episode. I have no idea why. It, it, it's probably because we went so deep down the rabbit hole that everybody was just thinking, these guys are nuts. But I love it. Oh, 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 yeah. We were we were supposed to be talking about the Monster Hunter Iceborne roadmap, and we got so distracted talking about what we talked about classic shooters, uh, the new Doom. Like we talked about like everything but the Monster Hunter roadmap. We fair <laughs> enough. We, fair we enough. We went our our own little country trail. You know, we didn't even bother to look at the main road. We were just going our own way. You know, just all natural. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, actually, one of our uh, that was a big spike, but I think the biggest episode we had uh, was actually just me, 
uh, Wolfie Melon and So Hellkite. And it was just them arguing about a game of Age of Empires for a good 20 minutes. And it was just, it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, so Hellkite called uh, Wolfie a potty mouth. And I have never seen her get so flustered in anything. <laughs> so great. Um, I was going to have Wolfie on today, but um, she was unable to make it. So, uh we just have Eric's, which is amazing. Anyways, I know like it's hard. We've been talking about getting you on since like June, but you've just been so busy. And yeah, I sorry about that. I've been busy too. <laughs> it has. Uh, I have this tendency to yeah, things just like it, it looks like things are free, and then suddenly it's like oh no, suddenly like I don't know. Companies will say hey, we're gonna drop a new trailer. I'm like well, there goes my weekend or something. So yeah, I apologize for that. But hey, I'm glad I got to make this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Um, so, uh, another little fun fact about, uh, the podcast, if you actually go look at our playlist, cause we're mostly on SoundCloud, but you can find us on iTunes and that kind of stuff too. You'll actually notice in our history, there is no episode 11. It's oh. just gone. Oh. Um, it is the only episode that has been entirely lost, like fully recorded, uh, that was edited and done and everything and just never made it to production. It's the only episode that ever happened with. Wow. Um, so like eventually, and I've said, I, I actually tried to pull you in Eric's, uh, last year or two years ago, I think, uh, to, to sort of do like a spooky, uh, like what happened to episode 11, sort of like a lost tape file. And I just oh, couldn't okay. get it. I couldn't get it organized. I remember you said you were too busy to, to participate. Uh, but I had some other people lined up to do like voices for like a more pre-recorded thing. Um, but oh, okay. I, I, a lot of things went down at that time that, you know, a little personal thing. So it kind of fell by the wayside. <laughs> um, I mean, we, so yeah, we could like, still technically do like, I don't know, sort of like a, a like a, a modern mystery or like horror themed, like radio show kind of sort of setting for that kind of like a podcast or whatever, you know, be like, what right. happened to episode 11? And then just be like, dun, so, dun, dun. So the initial idea was to have, um, so I, I, I was going to have you, Eric's, uh, Wolfie, um, so Hellkite, and he's out of the game now, so he wouldn't even try. Uh, and someone else, I couldn't remember, uh, that, that were sort of like the, some of the bigger people as far as like visibility that we've had on the show be like a sort of like a hunting party tracking down a monster and then just get killed. Like, like... <laughs> just like cut like some crazy monster and then it was going to be a conspiracy theory of the monster hunter guild covering it up um uh. because they didn't do their job to keep the hunters alive and so it was going to be me and the co-host at the time um being like well we can't let this get out and da 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 and that's sort of how episode 11 happened <laughs> 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 and that's why it's lost um so yeah, I kind of spoiled that, but I plan on doing something different if I get around to it. Um, or maybe you should just like put it on like a CD or a USB and like bury it in like a time capsule, so it's a physical <laughs> version of the episode, and like bury it underground. And then one day in the future, when like the cyborgs have invaded, and then we're all right, wiped out, and then they dig it up, and they'll be like, "Oh, what is this?" And they'll finally find episode eleven. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, the thing is, I actually don't have some of the audio. That's part of it. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it was um, partially destroyed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't get into the details, but uh, it, it was not fun to deal with. Um, 
Oh, I was going to say something else along those lines. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Morg Daddy, mm-hmm. you are our latest official co-host. Yep, that's correct. Um, in the time that I've been podcasting, you are the sixth co-host. I've been part of every episode, um, but I've had six different co-hosts over the two and a half years. Holy crap. Um, it started off with the fellow moderator at r slash Monster Hunter, and it sort of evolved from people at, the, at there, and then it sort of more gravitated gravitated towards people on Twitter and that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Um, the shortest, the very shortest, uh, uh, was Ariel Dean. Um, you guys might know him from Geek One Hundred One. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, uh, he he was on for about two months before he he kind of like like okay. Uh, I got I got my own podcast too, and I got life stuff going on. I love the opportunity, but I got to go, which is fine. It's just like it's been like almost like a revolving door of podcasters. I think the longest one was the previous one, Haru. Uh, he was around for almost a whole year, oh, wow. maybe a little more. So, yeah, that's a good long yeah, before time. Before that, yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, it just takes a uh, uh, dedication. To get to get uh, is this many episodes out? Yeah, and, definitely, very true. And a perseverance of like, hey, um, four people listen to this episode. I hope it does better. <laughs> 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 um, which actually, at this point, since I've actually so the, uh, also another thing is, I used to not have a back history of the podcast. I used to keep them, but I didn't have like um, I didn't have like a, a what do you call it? a pro account for SoundCloud. So I wasn't able to keep my history. Uh, and then eventually I was able to get the funds to do that. And, uh, since then every episode peaks a hundred, at least listeners, which mm, nice. I'm glad for. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. so yeah, there's that. And of course we, uh, have also transitioned from monster hunter only into, uh, as I call it, a gaming podcast born out of the Monster Hunter community. So now we actually branch into other games and stuff. And Eric, you're more of a variety YouTuber by trade, anyways. So yes, I'm sure yeah, you yeah. understand that. Yeah, we've always been like we've always had, you know, for the longest time, Monster Hunter has always been like a, a core staple of the channel. But yeah, we've we we built it on the idea they always cover like multiple games and stuff. But it's uh, it's yeah, it's nice to know that there's there's always a few things that will that will remain constant no matter what. And that is one of those is for sure Monster Hunter. Right, and and that's a sign of a lot of successful YouTubers and content creators is not tying themselves to one franchise the whole time, because yeah. two things, yeah, you end up getting either a burned out or b the game goes down and you go down with it. So you got to survive. <laughs> that's the thing. Cause there's 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 merits to it's it's like a double edged sword because like you know when it's when it's going really really well sometimes you think to yourself oh it'd be so nice just to be able to focus on one game because you know everybody because because also you know understandably people also like different things right so some people might subscribe and be like oh cool I, I subscribe to you for Monster Hunter I don't like Destiny it's like okay fair enough but then you know that if mm-hmm. you're like a single game channel you know that everyone on your channel is there for that thing only so it's quite useful from a user base point of view because you're like well at least everything I upload, I know they're going to like it. Whereas when we do multiple game things, like, you know, I'm a big anime fan, I upload a lot of anime games, and some of the anime games, like, mm-hmm. they're they're not the greatest games. They're kind of just fun if you're fans of the series, but they're not inherently, like, 10 out of 10 games. Right. And sometimes, you know, you I'll upload it being like, I know that half my audience probably isn't going to like this, but, like, I like it. So, you know, but it's just, you just got to do that sometimes. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's oh, yeah. just important. Mm. Yeah, more power to you too. Like I tell Morg all the time, if I had the time, I would have like six different shows. I I really would. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So another thing is, um, most people know this who are regular listeners. We actually have three different shows now. Uh, there's the weekly show, The Hunter's Hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have SideQuest, which actually is the same name as your your uh, oh, yeah. podcast oh. <laughs> that you did. Um, we've been doing SideQuest, I think, about almost a year before you started yours. So I was uh-huh. like, hey, cool. We're thinking the same thing when you did it. And... Um, um, so SideQuest is sort of like our video game book club that we try to get people to play along with us and we talk about the end. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, Blood Bowl 2. Uh, we're going to be recording that actually here in just two days. Um, talk about our experiences with Blood Bowl 2. It'll be uh, me, Morg here, and Leo. And then also our third show is with my brother, Darth Tater, and Leo Riser, who Leo is... I just found... He's another person I just found on Twitter who's actually part of like magic the gathering like actual like tournament league circuits his oh, nice. his wife is actually like a head judge for a lot of stuff they actually went to paris so she could judge oh like so like he's like in on the magic stuff um it's funny because as like the coast the guy running the show like as me um i'm the least into magic in that podcast like my brother's super into magic <laughs> and i'm just like I like it, and I collect hydras. Ding. <laughs> oh. Um, I need to get Leo Riser to judge all my decks, like, just to see, like, whether or not they can actually hold up in the standard. Oh, I hope that my Jun deck does well. See, th- this is where I play Commander, and that's it. Because I don't have to worry about what comes out new unless I like it. I don't have to change my decks. Because <laughs> I'm cheap. Oh, <laughs> but you could always make them so much better. Oh. That's that's true. I'm also terrible at magic. Like I know how to play, but I also build terrible decks. Like Gyrus the Waker of Corpses. Oh. It's fun. It's fun, but And Eric's you got into magic a bit. I saw you had um like an opening bo- uh, box opening. Yeah, yeah, we did uh, we've done we done cuz I mean like I I've played it sort of passively. It's more so because obviously on the channel there's the there's a team and Vesmore mm-hmm. specifically is like our like card game guy. He's like he's like heavily into into magic and stuff. I mean, as are oh, yeah. Two Six and Paradise, they play quite a lot. Um, they you know they kind of got higher up into the rankings and whatnot. But yeah, we done we done like a fit, like a few bits on it, and I kind of took part in a sort of a fun like magic tournament with the uh, with wizards and whatnot, which was it was a sort of fun thing to get involved in. But I um yeah it's it was, it's quite sort of daunting because I enjoy it like magic is awesome. Um, but. There's so much to because I came into it quite late. It's, it's so mm-hmm. much to to learn. But I've I've recently been playing like Legends of Rune Terror instead. Like I I like them both. They're both cool in their own way. But Rune Terror is a lot easier to get into if you are kind of newer to card games because mm-hmm. there's you know like the the basic the basic flow for it is a little bit simpler. But it's quite uh you know it's quite easy to sort of jump in. Whereas like Magic is you know I I'll, I'll jump into a game and like I'll play against someone and then I start I start playing something and they're like oh I see exactly what you're doing and I'm just like. I don't even know half the cards to know what I'm doing. I'm like, right, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so no, yeah. it's definitely awesome. I, I really do enjoy it, and I love like you know every like all the kind of community around it and stuff. But I, uh, I am definitely a magic beginner. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm actually not a beginner. I'm actually fairly decent at the game. I just don't care to learn everything. Right. New, fair. like I just like. Uh, like, oh, what's that new card? I don't care. I'm going to swing in with my 8-8. Oh, don't you want to read it? No, because it doesn't change what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Until they find out that you've, you've got, like, two cards. One of them is a black card that makes it so that whenever you gain health, they lose health. And then you got another card that says whenever they oh, lose no. health, you gain health. So then you put both of those onto the field, and you just 
deal one health, and then it just cycles into infinite damage, and you're like, yep, I won the game. Mass Morg, cheese. That is, that is, that is well, well beyond what I do at Magic. It is literally get the biggest creature out and hit you till you Oh, die. you got to look for all the little <laughs> cheesy exploits because you can end the now, game so I do quick. Have, I do have exploits within that. Like, I used to run a Xenagos deck. Uh, so, Eric's for your benefit and listeners, Xenagos is a god uh, card that was from Theros. There's the new Theros that just came out, also has gods. Um, and he says, whenever you start a combat, pick a creature, it gains haste, and and it gains uh, power and toughness equal to its power. So, basically doubling it. Um, Xenagos plus Balefire Dragon, which is a 6-6 six, six, um, flyer that says whenever you hit a player deal that much damage to all of their creatures so 12 damage to you 12 damage to all your creatures you're done 12 damage to you 12 damage to all your creatures now i'm the only one with creatures (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of stuff i do um so it is combos within the creatures um um so yeah uh yeah like i'm kind of I'm kind of astonished I got this far on the 100th episode. Um, going to be honest, like, uh, last December, uh, when things in my personal life got really bad, um, I thought I was going to quit the podcast. I thought I was going to shut it down. We actually went on a hiatus um, for a good three or four months, and we only had side quests at that time just because I wanted to do something productive, um, you know, for the podcast kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I actually beefed up my writing at that time. Um, I don't know if you, you know about it, Eric's, but I talk about it on the show quite a bit. I do D and D writing, uh, for, oh, nice. uh, for monsters. I do ecologies because I love monsters. That's why I love monster hunter. I love magic for the monsters and the hydras and stuff. I just, everything for me is about the enemy design and the, and the monsters and the hydras. So, and the Hydras, yes, I <laughs> love Hydras. <laughs> Hail Hydra, except they're evil, and I don't like evil stuff, but it's it's complicated, okay? <laughs> Tiamat, she's just um, a big Hydra. Right. Um, so the show has evolved over time to be more general. We get into stuff, we talk about magic, we talk about D&D. Um, and I would say one of the shows that I would do, if I had the extra time or a way to do it, is I would do a D&D show. Um, mm. Because I, uh, I was telling Morg... I've been DMing since I was 13. Like, oh wow, D and D is like ingrained in my soul, and that's what I write for. Is I write monsters about you know D and D. So like, I've been trying to find a way to tie that into the podcast. But you know, when it was just Monster Hunter, that didn't make sense. <laughs> now, uh, Fortuan, uh, I will gladly join you on any campaign that you happen to be hosting. But there, there is one stipulation that you know. Uh, you're going to have to indulge me in, okay? Um, yes, okay. I have a joke character that is a fighter bard. Well, champion, yeah, champion fighter, glamour bard. Uh, oh, wait, I think you've already seen it in the uh, um, Discord. Wait, did I already put it in there? Yes, I did. Yes. Randy, Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. We, uh, you have to let me yep. play it. I mean, I, I can't go on the without Slim a joke Jim. character. Yes. This yeah, the Slim Jim Macho Man yeah, uh huh. Oh my gosh, yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, interesting characters over the years of <laughs> me playing, but um, so on the horizon there may be a D and D thing, maybe if I get the time. Um, 
And I may be like, um, Eric, so are you familiar with, uh, you got a little bit into magic. Are you familiar with um, Game Nights? Uh, can't say I am, no. So they do a really cool thing where they do like a, a video of everyone playing a commander game, which is a uh, free-for-all four, versus, uh, four people match. And they talk about the match. Uh, they, so they have actual live recording of the match of them playing. And then they have like little intersections where they interview the players about what's happening over the time. I kind of would want to do that for a D&D session. Be like, oh no, I rolled a one. And then cut to an interview with Morg. I rolled a one. I didn't need to roll a one. Like, like this is the worst thing that could have happened right now. And then it cuts back to the game and that kind of stuff. Might be a little confusing without the visuals, but still flushing it out and yeah trying concept the dm believes in negative crits oh no i'm in trouble um that so what i would be playing is pathfinder 2 and that is in the rules negative crits no yes um so yeah uh um but uh as we were talking about like this podcast came out of Monster Hunter. It came out specifically because I felt that there was not really any viable Monster Hunter podcast at the time. Shepard had stopped doing his podcast, uh, which was only the real big one at the time, um, when Monster Hunter World got announced. And I was part of the crowd that was like, hold on, this looks, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys said you weren't going to be on PlayStation. Now you're on PlayStation and not on Nintendo. Like, I wasn't mad about that, but I was like, there's all these things happening that are so different so fast. Can Luis just slow down? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was like, but I went ahead to a podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. I listened to a lot. Um, And I was like, you know what? Now's the time. So I just picked some people, started doing it, taught myself. Uh, I still do all the editing myself. Um and the posting and, and all that kind of stuff and manage the Twitter and everything. It's all just me. Uh, aside from co-hosts who help, you know, come on and talk and do some planning with me, which I always appreciate. Um, but, like, it started with Monster Hunter World and it sort of grew from there. And then early last year, we started. I decided that just to keep my sanity because I didn't want to stick with Monster Hunter completely all the time. And it wasn't that I was running out of topics. It was just that I wanted to talk about other things. Too. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Um, for instance, just this December, we had a, uh, an episode that was purely about the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> and Star nice. Wars um, had nothing to do with anything Monster Hunter or games or that kind of thing. Um so I, I've kind of opened it up over the years, gotten a little more lax. And you can tell in my editing, too, I leave a lot more stuff in, make it more natural and that kind of thing. I don't I don't I used to do sound effects. I used to do like the box opening from like the, the early Monster Hunter when you open up the supply box mm-hmm. when the yeah, podcast yeah. started. I used to do that and like little tiny sounds in between transitions of topics. But now we don't even really have topics. We just sort of talk. <laughs> <laughs> which seems yeah. to work out better yeah I, mean, I think me. that's what that's what podcasts are about right people just want to you know people want to sit back and enjoy people listen to people chat right yeah and so um but i did want to have you on specifically eric's because i didn't get really much of a viewership until you were on the first time then people started to pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're um, not piggybacking off which, of your success you know you're a great man who's made yourself in your own right 
and we do not want to take that away from you. Now, I didn't start no. off from zero either. I was a moderator for six years on that that Reddit uh, for Monster Hunter, but now all, all of this is all of this is like is down to your hard work. Like, the thing is, it doesn't doesn't right. matter what you're growing, whether it be it doesn't matter who you have on. Ultimately, whether whether you're starting a YouTube channel, a Twitch mm. channel, a podcast. Everything starts from zero, right? I mean, sure, like oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's one. It's one thing to have different guests on, but ultimately, what got it there is because you have been consistent and you have stuck. And you know, the fact that you've you've got three to hundred episodes. I mean, you know, we'll probably touch on it in a minute. But I mean, you, you asked me before, like, how's your podcast going? I'm like, ah, I think I made it to five episodes. Like, you know, there's so the the success now, is down to. Let, is let's down give to you, you some credit here. You do a lot. Like, you do a lot of stuff. I understand mm-hmm. when you're like, like this is just this is it. I do the podcast stuff, and that's all. <laughs> No, but I think I think the thing is like it's it's one of the, it's I mean, you know I may I may do do things, but there's always there's always time for stuff. I think I think ultimately sure. and inherently people make time for what they really want to do. Like I I, I like the concept mm-hmm. of the podcast, and I always like and I'll always um you know I'd like to bring it back at some point. But at the time that I started it, it clearly wasn't the right timing because my priorities weren't quite there. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know at the end of the day, like no matter how busy you are, because you know I, I might feel like I'm busy, but then you look at people like i follow say the rock on instagram and he's always doing a bajillion things like in the middle of filming mm-hmm. movies is building companies and i'm like i'm not busy at all when you look at what this guy is doing so yeah there's there's mm-hmm. there's always those things so 100 no, credit to credit to you for for like all the hard work you've done with getting it this far yeah thanks i i you were talking about the rock and i was like that is a person i would like to meet like, like yeah. i just like like he's so interesting i am not a person to sort of get like starstruck uh case in point i've met dave Chappelle a couple times and oh, each nice. time uh it was just happened because i lived in the area he lived in for a while mm. and he's known to be very reclusive uh, and that kind of stuff and not really want the sort of like attention um but i was actually at one of his kids birthday parties because of friends of friends and that kind of stuff okay. and i was just chatting with him and then uh my wife at the time was like you were so chill most people like freak out with him and i'm like what the kid's dad and i was like didn't even recognize it was dave Chappelle. like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. like so there, she was like oh it's dave Chappelle." i was like oh yeah yeah i don't really like his comedy a lot of the time oh well <laughs> like fair enough like so i've i've been pretty good about not being like starstruck a lot of time but the rock might do it because i like a lot of his stuff like yeah, a lot of his movies that's the thing like same same thing like you sort of saying like there's there's not there's not many people that like I would think I would be like that with, but The Rock is one of those people that I, because I didn't, you know, the thing, the thing is, I, I followed him in the grand scheme of things relatively late because I was never really into wrestling or anything like that. So I've, oh, I picked no, up on him either. more so from his like movie career and his fitness stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a huge inspiration. So if ever I, I like, he's a bucket list person I'd like to meet one day. Oh, yeah. I've got something, a neat little tip that you probably have never heard of before. Did you know that Dwayne Johnson actually tried out for the Calgary Stampeders? but never made the cut. This was... I, what are the Calgary Stampeders? They're a, fo- they're a football team. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that now, was... Now, are we talking, like, actual football or this stupid hand egg thing I have here in the United States called football? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. Um, that, uh, that makeshift sport that Americans really, really love that unfortunately took the namesake of another, you know, slightly better sport, but was created by can, the rugby association say, over here. You can, you can, uh, you can say a lot better. I'm not a fan of hand egg, hence why I call it hand egg. <laughs> we'll just call it triple F, um, fake football. Wait, 
<laughs> Wait. No, that's only two apps. Oh, no. Oh. We're getting sport political in here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I actually, I love, as we call it, soccer. I've been playing since I was a kid, so I pr- much prefer it to football. I was the, the one kid in the band that wasn't watching the football game. I was like, hey, I'm going to go talk to this attractive girl instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, gosh, I forgot where I was going with that. Um you wanted to meet the oh, Dwayne Johnson, um, yeah. Yeah, so I want to have Eric's on because you've also been an inspiration for the podcast. I see your hard work with Monster Hunter, and I still want to be part of the Monster Hunter community and keep going. So, like, when it, things were down, Eric's, you've actually been an inspiration for me to keep going, too. And that's why you're also a big part of, like, what I feel. I had wanted to have you on for episode 100 because you've been a, actually a big inspiration for me. Oh, um, thank you. Also, Wolfie, and it's why I wanted her on. Um, mm. Wolfie has been great to us. Um, you know, she's come on a couple times. She does our theme music. Uh, nice. She did our theme music um, just for free. She didn't have me pay or anything. And I did things like pay for the art for the channel and that kind of stuff. And she's like, no, I'll do it for free. It's all cool. I'm like, okay, cool. Just give me credit. So that's why we say thank you, Wolfie, every time I put it up on Twitter because. Mm-hmm. she's amazing um yeah 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 she's awesome um and you know it's just the kind of like just generosity and community stuff that you and wolfie and a lot of other creators do that you know as part of the monster Hunter community that has really helped foster a lot of content creators come out of it and stuff and i, I would say I've... Is, it's, it's always about collaboration right it's it's, it's yeah. like if anyone if you look at if you look at anyone that's built something you know successful and stuff like that in you know whether it be in this field or anything like that like ultimately people work together right like you never get mm-hmm. you never really get anywhere on your own um and i think you know there's there's some people you kind of see it like when people sort of complain on twitch or on youtube and stuff they'll always be like oh someone's stealing my viewers or this like the other it's like no like people don't there's this the, the world and the platform is huge like there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with collaboration like collaboration is not going to take like collaborating doesn't take away from you it just benefits both parties so it's like i don't see why people you know more people don't try and sort of jump out and just like help people wherever they can so yeah like you know ultimately the monster hunter community is all like uh i mean i think it's also built on the fact that monster hunter is inherently a collaborative game right it's not there's right. no pvp it's not a competitive thing like it's we work together to take down monsters so i feel like everything about monster hunter is just like let's work together Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's 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 actually something that uh, some good friends and I had a discussion uh, just a few days ago that um, two of us are not very competitive people, um, or if we get competitive, we don't like how it affects us. Because um, you know, you, uh, uh, when you're very competitive in games and that kind of stuff, you, emotions get tied into it, and you get angry or frustrated or that kind of thing. Hmm. I don't like I don't like that. I, I don't. And I get that way with magic sometimes. That's why um, I've always scaled back on magic. Because, like, I don't want to be that person. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, um, Fair. Um, and, I, and, and it's not like I, I'm like, oh, you suck because you did this. Like, I just get mad. And just me being mad makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm like, I shouldn't be mad. It's a game. Hmm. Um, one of our friends is highly competitive in fighting games. So much <laughs> to the point where... Um, we have made a pact to not play fighting games with him. Like, it's just done. Like, it makes us so uncomfortable how upset he gets. Uh, and we were talking about it last night, and uh, 
he actually hopped in. We were actually in a Discord for the group of friends. He actually hopped in while we were talking about it. And we just started telling him about it. Like, we're not hiding it from him. He already knew what, uh, how we felt because of the discussion mm. a couple days ago. But, like, <laughs> yeah, there was just, like, oh, man. Mm-mm, I am not a competitive person. <laughs> you take this too seriously. So, like, uh, Smash Brothers, I stopped playing largely because I didn't want to keep playing with him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just be like, God damn it, Carl, just... you just ruined everything. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, 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 1v1, no items. That's the only way to play. I'm like, dude, I play random with all items on high end, like a high drop rate. And he's like, how do you even play like that? Like, it's fun. And I like four people in a game because that's how I play (laughs) Smash Brothers. Party mode. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not here to get good. Yeah, I'm here to have fun. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of like Mortal Kombat a lot. So I do get into Mortal Kombat. But I don't go on to online matches very much. <laughs> also because I play terrible characters like Shao Kahn. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Shao Kahn's so slow. I know. Oh. But it's just so fun to sit there and say, you suck to everybody. Oh my it's god. His, his taunts <laughs> are the best. I'm surprised that his taunts actually don't do damage. You should actually have like an attack combo with just taunts. Yeah. Yeah, there, well, there's one he does it at the end of a combo. I'll do that one. Oh, that's great. Because you you can actually fit a combo in safely, and they can't recover. Um, but you can't catch up to continue the combo string. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, what? So, uh, I talk a lot about we were born out of Monster Hunter. Of course, we're still big into Monster. Hunter. Mostly, if listeners have been around lately i've mostly been talking about doom and other games lately because i'm so excited for that i it's i saw i saw you got to play some doom erics i didn't get to check out your footage but um sounded like you liked it yeah yeah it was it was yeah it was really 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 good actually i mean i i um i played some of the previous doom but i didn't play like mm-hmm. all, all the way through so i sort of went into this one a little bit um blind but yeah i mean it, it plays plays really really well some of the new systems in it are a lot of fun to mess around with and um yeah i mean it's it's interesting because my memories of Doom are very much more so from like an classic arcade sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like classic Doom is just sort of, like, I see it very much mm-hmm. like an arcade, just like jump in, don't really think too much and just shoot stuff. But this one, I jumped in and I started playing through, you know, I only, I obviously only got to play for like three hours, but I got a, like right. a brief glimpse into the intro sort of cutscene and stuff. And then already I feel like for a game that I didn't have any narrative investment in, I was like, oh, oh, I'm actually kind of interested in this story and I want to see where this goes. So I can, yeah, I'm definitely excited to sort of play through the uh the whole game when it comes out well you're not mistaken for having that mentality erics one of the Mm. big things of doom 2016 is they literally whenever exposition started the doom slayer or your character would literally just like punch whatever was talking to him and be like shut up i don't care like oh fair um, so like s- the narrative part was there in the previous game, but they actively shunned it to sort of make fun of the sort of like railroading that, that other shooters like Call of Duty or Battlefield would do. Uh, they wanted to say, hey, we're different. And they did it very well. Um, I'm also a big fan of the classic Doom games, um, and I still play them regularly. Uh, I talk about it on the show once in a while. I get a, you know, a kick and I'll put, throw some mods onto Doom 2 and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the mentality of story for Doom has been a rocky one, and I'm excited to see where this story goes. So, like, I've heard from you. I have some other YouTubers that I watch mostly for Doom and those kind of games, too. 
uh, G-Man and Civvy. If anyone's familiar with those two guys, really look them up. They're great on um, like like that kind of shooter content that it that more aligns with what I like the classic games. And um, there's a quote from one of the original Doom creators that sort of summarizes their mentality about story in the old days, which is stories in video games are like stories in a pornography. They're expected to be there, but no one cares. Oh, snap. The actual quote. Um, And I'm just like, I don't agree with that sentiment Mm. at (laughs) all. But that was their mentality in the game, in, in the old games. Af- and, after uh, one of the Twitter posts that I saw where, like, the girl was like, I'm getting a new daddy. And the guy's like, oh, hell no. He gets out, and he's got, like, these white runners on, but no clothes on. And he's just he's just swinging in the wind. And he's like, yeah, get another daddy, bitch. I'm coming for you. And whatever. And he's, like, running out in the middle of the street. He must be in, like, central New York or something like that. There's people walking by going, what in the world is going on? He's on his phone. He doesn't care what's going on around him. Just running in the middle of public, absolutely butt naked. Jumps onto, like, a little skateboard thing, whatever, or scooter. It's, like, racing down the street. It was, oh, my God, the most ridiculous thing I ever saw on Twitter. And, oh, my God. I don't know how they managed to throw that in there. Uh, yeah, I just uh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, the uh, but like um, Carmack, it's John Carmack that said. Yeah, that. It, it gets confusing because John Romero is the other guy. It's the two Johns. Um, but John Carmack is also the guy who invented scrolling on PCs. Period. <laughs> like the guy's a genius. <laughs> um. Like, uh, they did like video games on PCs used to go screen by screen. So you would walk off one end of the screen and it would write the whole new screen. You would appear on the left side. And that's how they showed that you were doing movement. Um, they didn't follow you in a camera movement until, uh, actually Mario three, where they got the inspiration from Mario three and try and they actually made a demo of Mario three on PC and sent it to Nintendo. And they're like, ah, we'll do that in house if we ever do that. But thank you. And then they made, um, their games out of that. And then eventually doom and quake and all that kind of stuff. It are just amazing developers that, that really pushed the PC gaming a lot more forward than where it was. Believe it or not, consoles used to be way more powerful and way better at playing games at a time than uh and in, in that at that time in early pc gaming days like mm. it was the inferior platform for a long time so i the the pc master race kind of it makes me chuckle sometimes because <laughs> i don't subscribe to any particular platform i say nintendo is my favorite but none of my favorite games are exclusive nintendo games <laughs> so <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, um yeah so like we get into a lot of different stuff. Um, so for the last part of this, or for however long it takes, I want to talk about like maybe the future of Monster Hunter and that kind of stuff, because that's been mm. interesting me lately. Um, yeah, 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 definitely, 100%. Um, so I loved World, and I loved Iceborne, but Iceborne felt like more World. It didn't feel like a new game, because it really wasn't. It was, it was an expansion, and there were some really great fights and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I burnt out on Iceborne a lot quicker than I did in world. And cause I feel like I've literally been playing the same game this whole time, but the nail in the coffin and Morg knows this very well for me yes. is Safi Jiva. 
Yeah. And oh, really? Safi Jiva is the most aggravating thing in Monster Hunter, period, to me. Because now oh, we okay. have... I quite enjoy it. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, no. The, no, the fight is amazing. The design, I love it. The, Safi Jiva as a monster is awesome. Mm-hmm. His weapons are amazing. Really, uh, they're amazing. They're also the answer for everything. It's true. Yeah, it has it has massively cut the meta or defined the meta. Um, but I mean, to be fair, like that's that's kind of to a degree is what happened. Like when Kulturoth came out, anywhere a lot of the cool weapons became yeah. the go-to. Um, and I know in previous Monster Hunter games, it's been slight, it's been slightly different. You know, you've kind of got to end game, and there's been a wider variety of things. But they're still ultimately. Maybe not from one monster, but they ultimately end up being a, a big funneling of like this broad weapon yeah, we- weapon options. Yeah, a few end tier monsters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I mean to be fairly honest, um, I think that like Safi Jiva is like a more improved or at least better take on the the siege hunt with Kulf Taroth because with yes, Kulf Taroth, I agree with yeah, that entirely. Because like your weapons are not entirely RNG based. You you have room to be able to customize them and make them however you like, which is really refreshing. Um, rather than, you know, just praying that you get that ice charge blade where you're like, oh please give me that high rarity charge blade, please. And right. like mm. um you didn't have to worry about like five to ten or maybe even fifteen minutes of racing around this crazy maze of uh, absolute gold getting lost going where's the dragon? And it's like, which cannons do we load up first? Because we have no idea where he is or where he's going to be or which direction he's going to go from unless you're like an absolute pro, which uh, uh, RX definitely is, you know, shout out. Uh, Anyways. uh, (laughs) But yeah, but I mean like, and then after that, like, after, I think it's like, I think when you're in, like, stage two, that's when the fight really picks up. Whereas with with Safi Jiva... You're right in the fight. It's like right in your face, and yeah. you know you're just in the midst of the battle. You get to really enjoy like fighting it. Um, I think that maybe the whole you know uh, mandatory tenderizing the parts, and that way your weapons don't bounce off, um, can be yeah, a little bit frustrating. That, but that that's what frustrated me because the th- I, and I I think I've told you this when you were on one mm-hmm. time, uh, Eric's is like my favorite part about Monster Hunter is as far as like fights go is breaking the parts cutting off tails mm, breaking mm. horns like it's um oh boy the <laughs> horde um uh it's it's always been my favorite part and the fact that they 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 kind of counter nerfed it with the claw mechanic kind of frustrated me yeah, to begin no, with an iceborne yeah because it's like now you have to do that you have to interact with this to break parts and i'm like because like and there was even a bug where kushala deora his horns would not break in certain scenarios just period and it was like that's aggravating because i need kushala deora horns (laughs) 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 um (laughs) so like uh so i was already a little miffed and then like safi jiva came out and i was so excited but then i heard about the weapon system and I, were you on for that Morik? Yeah. i think it was one of the earlier episodes you were on we um, have <laughs> and i was like no 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 yeah. this is gonna go uh, bad uh, we have and- covered it and i was actually really excited for it you know being able to unlock um you know an extra like um uh, specialty but weapon. that's the thing like it's so cool to do that stuff. It's so cool to upgrade the weapon and sort of manipulate it and that kind of stuff. And it's like, I love it. It's a great idea. However, 
You know what's even cooler? If I g- breaking the game. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got so like I've been trying to get into crown hunting. I have literally completed no monsters on this crown hunting so far. I did the crown hunting in the base world. Uh, including for Devil Joe, Lunastra, and everyone that wasn't required that you could. I did it. All of it. Crown hunted. Gold. Done. Yeah. Right? I was going to do it for Iceborne because I actually enjoyed doing that. And then part of that is, okay, so what can I optimize against this monster to sort of farm it quicker, but I'm not really into speed farming anyway, so it's kind of like my own pseudo half-butt way of farming. And then it's like, okay, so I need the best fire weapon that I'm willing to use. Oh, it's Safi Jiva. Okay. I need the best ice weapon that I'm... Oh, that's also... Oh, wait. They're all Safi Jiva. And that really kills it for me because it's it's taken out part of the gameplay loop that I like. It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's I need, fair enough. I mean, but I think I think at the end of the day, like, it's not, I mean, I, I get that, but I think, I think the... Or at least the way that I've always seen it is like, everyone's so fixated on having like the meta loadout when in reality, like... The majority of players, like ninety nine percent of players, are not are not speedrunners. Like even even myself, like yeah. I, I, I'm just like I play. Like I've I've said it in many videos before. Like I play for what I like the look of. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, like for example, like, like I'm I'm crafting the Guild Palace weapons, knowing that they're not better than the Safi Jiva, but I'm oh, still going to yeah. use them because I'm like they look damn awesome. <laughs> they, um, they yeah, are so I think it's, beautiful. So I, so I, yeah, they're incredible, right? So, so I mean, I, I definitely completely get what you're saying, and it's and it is yeah. it is a, it's a difficulty in any of these kind of games. It's the same thing in like you know MMOs or looter shooters. Like they'll add new content, and then the new content suddenly massively funnels the quote unquote mm-hmm. meta, and then you end up having like best in slot for everything. But really, for me, I'm just like you know what? I, I'm not unless I'm trying to do a specific hunt where I'm really trying to sort of be sweaty and get it like done quickly. I'm like I don't really care too tough about using the best stuff. I just want to use what's fun for my mm-hmm. loadout. So. Right. Yeah. The the problem I have is just like when I uh, specifically I, I built a silver Rathalos charge blade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like I did a lot of work to get this because silver Rathalos, when you're first fighting him, he's very difficult. You get used to him, it gets better. But I worked hard for that weapon. Right. And then I was like, okay, so I'm gonna pick up, and I was, and it's beside my Safi Jiva weapon in the box. Right. Mm. And I looked at the Safi Jiva. I'm like, I haven't upgraded this. It has better affinity, or not better affinity. Sorry, better fire damage, and, and the same amount of raw, and just a tiny less sharpness. It's it's kind of, it's kind of better because if I upgrade this, at all, it becomes better. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just like I saw that across the board. Now I switched to charge blade. I actually in Iceborne I switched twice from what weapon I was using because I got tired of using the longsword. Okay. Um, and I never even really learned the Ayajutsu. Like I never did it. Like I just like I'm kind of done with longsword anyways. Don't care. I then slightly or briefly moved back to hammer. Mm, yes, hammer uh, pro for life. I mean. Don't be wrong. I was a hammer bro from generation two to the middle of generation, all the way up until generation four. So like, it's a good hefty chunk of my monster hunter time as a solo hunter being a hammer bro. But I can't cut off tails as a hammer, and I like cutting off parts. So I went back to the charge blade, um, and I actually enjoyed the charge blade quite a bit. But like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, once I got back to getting the guard points down, because generations and generations also have 
great visuals of when a guard point happens mm-hmm. and world doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that kind of strewn me away from the charge blade in the base world, and that's why I got in the longsword. Um, but I kind of got used to it and got it back into it. Um, so, like, I don't know. It's To me, it always seems like the right answer is a Jiva weapon, and I was just sort of frustrated with that. And I had other games, like we got into Borderlands 3, and... Um, some other games that I was just like, okay, uh, it's probably time to put it down. So, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, and I mean, then it's, also it's be difficult from like a gameplay point of view. It's got to be really hard to like. You could they never. I don't. Th- I don't think there's ever really going to be a point where you can introduce new content constantly because because it's it's, it's, yeah. it's difficult, right? You want you want to introduce new content because you want people to want to do it. So you're like, oh, we need to make it powerful. But then if you introduce it, then obviously it so you know, it kind of like makes everything null and void. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's ever really going to be a position where they they can afford to be like everything is like equal because then no. nothing is special so yeah it is it is difficult but i mean i guess i guess on the flip side you know if you look at the roadmap there's more stuff coming down the line Who, who's to say that you know when the two new variants or whatever that fan favorite returning monster is who's to say that doesn't suddenly beat safi jiva right yeah and i'm not like they're not like terrible game designers for doing this it just ticked mm. me off no <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah um so uh one of the things that you know, I want to talk about is what is the future of Monster Hunter? Mm. And obviously we're not getting Monster Hunter 6 or whatever that is this year, right? So are we actually seeing the first break in the streak of a Monster Hunter every year? I feel like potentially. Um, I mean, yeah, well, it wouldn't be... Well, I guess it wouldn't be this year because because Iceborne came out so late, so it's kind of... Although it technically came out last year for console, it came out this year for PC, so yeah. I, I almost, to a degree, still see Iceborne as this year. So... Okay, if we didn't but, get, I mean, that's like, fair, because PC release, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like if we didn't get another Monster Hunter this year, I... But, it, but say like let's just say we got one next year. I I think potentially that might still be within the street thing. But I think I think for main series, like I personally would see a bigger gap because we're we're approaching new console generation, right? So it's mm-hmm. I like I feel like it's a given that whatever Monster Hunter Six ends up being will be on PS Five, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and stuff. So and the difficulty is when you broach into a new console generation anyway. There's obviously a lot of new tech to learn and stuff. So I could almost yeah. see there being a potential like after Iceborne and this will be the this will be the difficult thing because for people that have say been new to Monster Hunter and discovered the series from World and then got into Iceborne I feel like after this year's content support is done so I I mean I don't know how long they'll be doing that for if it goes up until September I feel like they may have to wait maybe over a year or so for for the next game maybe they'll talk about it sooner but I feel like Mm. it's I'd I'd almost has to guess maybe like 2022 if we were to see like Monster Hunter 6 because then new console generation would be out mm-hmm. people would start to learn the tech and then they sort of familiarize themselves but I think we need to remember as well that there's A team and B team right so there's like we haven't heard what the yes. generations team have been working on for like the longest time and I really hope that they're working on a Switch version oh, personally yes please do oh yes yeah I I buy if there's an option I get anything on my Switch because it's just yes. easier to play it on However, the new Doom I got on PC because I don't want to play it on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one exception is is Doom Eternal. Um, but um, I agree with you, Eric's like, I hope it's a Switch game. And yeah. what I really want to see is I want to see them do something brave and bold and cut everything. New roster. Yeah, Just I like, completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
as much as I love all the fan favorites that we're getting in Monster Hunter, it feels like we're very much still tied to those older generations of second and third. Very right? much like, so. Yeah. Like, I know Tigrex is your favorite, Eric's. I know. Mm. I've seen enough of Tigrex for now. No, I, I, completely, I completely agree. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people, and this, this applies to like any game, right? Like, I'm one of those people where I would much rather, like, if they if they made Monster Hunter World, and in mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World we never had any of the return, the old old school monsters, I wouldn't have been in the slightest bit sad because I'm like, I it's, it's the exact same thing ha- happens for Pokemon, right? It's partly why yes. I love like Gold and Silver so much because Gold and Silver coming from Red to Blue was like everything's new. Whereas you know, you suddenly you play a lot of like new Pokemon games and like sure they'll have like a handful of new things but the numbers are considerably lower because they, they then bolster it with the pre-existing Pokemon. And it's just like, yeah, I yeah. I would be completely happy if they released a new one and it was like every single... Because the thing is, I, I think we sort of, you know, it's what, it's what everyone loves about Monster Hunter. Like my favourite thing about like fighting a new monster is that you don't know what the armour set is. You kill it, you go back, you rush the smithy, you're like, what does the armour look like? What do the weapons look like? And then, but then when they, they release a new one, you're like, well, I already know what Rathalos' armour is going to look like. I already know what T-Rex armour is going to look like. So yeah. half of that uh, sort of discovery mm-hmm. is uh, is a little bit lost. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. RX, yeah, <laughs> and- I have a very serious question to ask you here. Okay, so you sure. said that Tigrex is your favourite. Tigrex is my favourite. Gold and Silver version are your favorite Pokemon games. Gold and Silver are my favorite Pokemon games. If we Ooh. were to go... Th- are we the same person? I, that's my question. The, the only difference is, is that you're able to grow a glorious beard, and I'm incapable of it, and that's why I'm a little <laughs> bit jealous, but also got a lot of admiration for it. Uh, if we were to go three for three, would Majora's Mask be your favorite Legend of Zelda game? Unfortunately not. It's Ocarina of Time. Oh my god, it's so good! So oh, close, man. though. Very close. That one, because that's my second favorite. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ocar- Ocarina of Time for me is my like number one video game of all time. Like Zelda is my favorite, Ooh. my number one franchise, and then Monster Hunter is second. Oh. Um, and and then my second. Ooh, I see. I didn't know now. that. We're learning a little bit about you, oh, Eric. Wow. Today. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a huge Zelda fan. Like, I played I played all of them, and I um yeah I, I love I love my Zelda. But then when and then Breath of the Wild is technically second because like it's. It's so it's funny because every time, so good. yeah. Well, every time a new game comes out, and every time like a new Zelda game comes out, I always compare it to Ocarina. And then there's so many things in Breath of the Wild that it did better, but there's also some things that it just didn't do the same. So mm-hmm. I was like, it feels. It's, yeah. I still feel like I can't quite definitively say Breath of the Wild is better than Ocarina. So it still takes a second slot. However, I'm excited for Breath of the Wild too because if they do that and they take the Breath of the Wild engine and combine some of the more traditional Zelda aspects from like Ocarina and put that in, like traditional dungeons, um, you know, slightly better story, music, and oh. items and stuff, then we could legitimately have the best Zelda game ever. That would be the ultimate love child of the Zelda series. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh my. Yeah, I, 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 I can't help but love Majora's Mask because, I mean, just picture everything that is a yeah. Zelda game, the puzzles and the complex dungeons and the big bosses, but now make it a speed run. And you're like, oh my god, I have to get this dungeon in only a certain amount of time or we're all dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- uh, whatever year old me, 10, 12, w- when that came out was like, I'm out <laughs> and I haven't touched it since. <laughs> I remember... Oh, I'm not... God. I'm not a speedrunner. I, re- I remember <laughs> every video game nerd uh, reviewing the game when he first played it, and he's like, what kind of a Zelda game is this? It's sadistic. Zelda with a time, like, like small amount of time to get everything done. And then if you have to right. go back in time and you lose all of, like, your expendable items, your currency and everything, 
That is so brutal. It was... Oh, man. But I, I loved that game to pieces. It was just so fun. It was so good, though. Oh. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty I'm, I'm more in the Mario platforming kind of kind of era in that in those days. I didn't play Ocarina of Time until I don't know. It was out for like three or four years. Okay. Uh, and and that was actually my first Zelda game. Like I I had dabbled in the other ones, but I didn't like them. And I, so I call Ocarina my first one because it's actually one that hooked me and I got mm-hmm. into. Um, I love Breath of the Wild. I think that one's my number one. But I, I get where you're going where it's not as good as Ocarina in some of the aspects because I would say Ocarina is probably my number three mm. with Skyward Sword being my number two. Oh, wow. Okay. Sky- I do like Skyward Sword. Mm. A, lot, a lot of people seem to hate that one for some, for some weird reason, but I just I, I, I really like it. It was like really, really cool. Now, I have a weird reason. <laughs> don't, ju- don't judge me. But um, I am huge on romance right mm-hmm. yep. that's the first time we saw any sort of real connection between link and zelda mm. yeah. like <laughs> like like i was just like oh man this is awesome the best zelda and the best link ever like <laughs> now i like the gameplay and the puzzles and that kind of stuff i could do without the lower enemies have to have certain directional like swings that was just sort of it got tedious after mm-hmm. a time um but i actually never finished uh skyward sword um but I did, in quotations, finish Breath of the Wild. As in, I did all the main stuff, got all the guardians, got all yeah. the shrines, and I even did the monster hunting to quite a bit, where you kill, kill all X amount of things and you get this reward. Um, but yeah, like I, I like Zelda a lot, but I would honestly, it's just not, it's just not in my my top three. My top three are number one is Monster Hunter, number mm-hmm. two is Diablo, actually. Ah, oh, fair, fair, fair. And, and I'm just so excited for Diablo 4. And I was like, you, you can ask yeah. more. Like, I was like, no, Diablo podcast, we're yeah, doing it. Yeah, we have to. Do, like, I, I, and I don't think I can. Like, I, I, there's there's someone out there who has done it so better, which is Riker yeah. Gaming, that like he has a lore series out there. I'm like, you would just you should just go watch that. It's like nine times better than I would ever mm-hmm. do. Uh, <laughs> um, and then number three is Doom. So uh, like, okay. uh, and I'm just like, uh, but back to the Switch discussion a little yep. bit. I was like, best system ever has Monster Hunter Doom and Diablo on it. Period. Done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, def- I definitely agree. I think I think there's. I want to see it on a Switch, and I and um, you know, to sort of like be more specific on that. Like, I, I want to make sure it's like a bespoke experience. Like, I wouldn't. I would never want like some kind of port of whatever the main consoles are getting because it would always just be oh, yes. the quote-unquote lesser version. What I'd really like them to do is, because like I love World, I love Iceborne, and mm-hmm. I love kind of the direction it's going. And assuming that, you know, they've obviously had huge success with mm-hmm. this, so, you know, it'd be fair to kind of assume that whatever they do in the future will probably be in line with that and a progression of that because it makes sense, right? Like, they sold millions, yes. it's their biggest IP. It makes sense to continue along that path. So, obviously, World in that respect is going on a slightly more... It's not really the right word to use, but slightly more realistic manner in that respect like yeah. visually and whatnot mm-hmm. whereas i think what I love... because of world we can say that monster hunter is no longer niche like i think that's yes true at definitely this point. definitely like... i mean yeah we get to the point where you can you can say to people that don't like you know that you like just sort of maybe don't necessarily play it you can mention monster hunter mm-hmm. and they've at least heard of it whereas before people would be like wait what's that game uh-uh. so right 
Yeah, but I, th- I think for Switch, I would love to see them do something almost kind of because the 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 I don't like to call them the B team because it makes them sound lesser, but the, the other team, the side team, <laughs> yeah. they mm-hmm. often kind of do um, slightly slightly more outlandish things. You know, they gave us the the Hunter Arts, they did Portable Third. Yeah. I'd love to have like have them just do something kind of wacky that's more vibrant in the sort of typical Monster Hunter way. You know, they still double down on like monster armor designs and weapon designs because all that stuff from like the handheld versions was always like such a standout feature of it mm-hmm, so if they had yes. if they had like that uh which was sort of more traditional monster hunter but then took all the quality of life stuff from world because i feel like we i don't feel like even on switch if we went backwards to a point where there's loading zones between areas or like you know some of the quality of life things for items and movement and stuff like even if it's just came back, back to like standing still to have potions i think it would be quite weird for a lot of people, especially now that Monster Hunter has grown in popularity, mm-hmm. people might have gone to World and been like, "Oh, I, I want to try this new Switch one they're making." Then I think, I think if if they did that, it would be kind of weird. So I think whatever is the future for that needs to still be like on the Switch. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it needs to be on the Switch. So so I feel like a combination of that could be amazing. Because the one thing I do miss, like I mean, actually, like you said as well, like I I play whatever I can on Switch because I just love portability anyway. Yeah. So I the only yes. thing I miss I miss about that is I miss that like, when I go on a trip, I used to play Monster Hunter all the time. Whereas now it's like, well, I can't. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my gaming habits is I always have a game that I want to be playing that's like, uh, like this is what I'm sort of focusing on. And I, I tend to do it like almost one game at a time. Like I don't like to pick up another game in the middle of something. So Fair. because of the Witcher series, I want to go back and actually try to finish Witcher 3. Oh, but yeah. I want to finish Fire Emblem th- that I just got for my birthday uh, or last month. Um like my friend just gave me fire emblem uh three houses for my birthday and i was like oh okay cool i'll play that um never played a fire emblem game before um so like well no i played the one that's like 300 dollars on the gamecube and put it down after two battles when this girl died who was like integral to the story and didn't come back and i was like yeah that's a little too harsh for me here you go friend (laughs) take your game back (laughs) um (laughs) Um, but like I, I started getting into Fire Emblem and I'm going to finish Fire Emblem before I get into Witcher and that's all on the Switch and like I love having something on the Switch to, to play so my, my work life right now is we travel a lot and I'm not the one driving so I can actually play in the car sometimes I've gone five hours to somewhere and it's not like five hours like two and a half there and back like we've gone to a five hour drive down to down to Kentucky to, to work with a customer have like a one and a half hour meeting about some work that they want us to do in the future and dry back up. So like, that's a lot of game. Wow. That is a quite a lot of time. (laughs) So like, it's just like, uh, so like, I love having something on the switch so I can actually finish something and do something. So a lot of games that I never finished like the Witcher three on, but I had it on PS4. Um, I might actually finish it on the switch, but I'm also been more of a PC kick lately too. So I've been playing a lot of different stuff on that also. Um, mm. Mostly I've been playing Grim Dawn again, which is another Diablo clone, because it's my favorite type of game, period, is ARPGs. And then I've also been playing Project Warlock, which is the throwback to classic shooters, which is just hilarious. I mean, uh, you guys ever... Uh, Eric, I know you're not too familiar with classic shooters too much not, right not uh not hugely no i'm not like even though i cover a lot of them and even though like, i've played them like in my time i'm not hugely into shooters in the in the kind of conventional manner yeah so like you may not get a lot of references in this game like uh there's this 
Uh, I can't even remember the name of the series, but the main character's name is Wang. Super racist at the time. <laughs> like, um, a Daikatana or something like that. No, it's not Daikatana. I don't know. Blood or something. Um, old shooter game. You actually find him frozen in like a, 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 like a thing in this game. You find every time you start a level, it says get psyched, which is what the old Wolfenstein used to say. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D mm. used to say. Every every level says get psyched. You'll find boom boxes from the old Duke Nukem. And when I say old Duke Nukem, I don't mean Duke Nukem 3D that most people know. He's like, I'm here to kick ass and shoot no, bubble gum. 2D. Boom boxes from the 2D side-scroller Duke Nukem. <laughs> like, <laughs> from like 91. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. It's It's just been... So, like... I like the switch because like I can actually, you know, when I'm out doing stuff and play that mm, kind of stuff. Mm. And it's also when I want to wind down, I play something on mm. it and that's been fire on lately too. Um, which I don't know. That game's insane. I had to restart a save too. <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, no permadeath. Nah, not for me. Um, so yeah. Um, I think I, the, like, thank you guys for listening. hundred episodes. Um, Technically 99 since 11's not out there. But I recorded 100, and I've done side episodes too. Um, but thank you, Eric, for coming on. I don't want to keep you here too long. No problem at all. Um, no, thank, you. thank you for having me. It's, it's, it's been uh, so, it's, uh, Congratulations. It's awesome. And I, uh, I look forward to seeing seeing and hearing more of this as it grows even further. Keep it up. Yeah, thank I'm you. going to work on that. Um, I, do, I do a lot of different things still too like the writing I've kicked up too like doing mm. an article a week now when I used to do one every three or four months so and I haven't started on the next one mm. Mon- <laughs> I want to get it done Monday mm. don't know if I am <laughs> <laughs> we'll try we will try um, and obviously Morg uh, I thank you a lot you've been a fan of the show since you came around oh yeah I love um, the show that's why I asked you on I love your energy, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Sometimes when I'm just like, yep, here we are again, you're like, howdy ho, let's go. And I'm like, yes, more. I have never hidey-hoed in my entire life. Although, I'm I could sorry. adopt it. I don't speak Canadian, and I can't. <laughs> that was the other thing. I was so excited because Wolfie's in Germany. I was like, we have me in the U.S., Morgan, Canada, Eric's in the U.K., and Wolfie in Germany. We'd have people from four different countries in the same episode. <laughs> it didn't happen that way. We got three, though. It's out. It's amazing. Three. The worlds um, collide. And th- th- one final note. Uh, I have met so many people like you, Eric's, uh, NCH Productions, like all these great people from around the world that I would have never, like, I'd have always been, like, through the looking glass, you know what I mean? Just, like, a viewer. Because I, I would have, I saw your stuff before I started, you know, the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was in the Monster Hunter community and that kind of thing. But, like, I'm so glad to actually get to meet and to, like, talk to these people. You no, know, meet on here, right? I've never met anyone in person because I live in the sticks in Ohio. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> my internet... My internet bandwidth is so bad that it kill like I cannot play on Twitch. Like I tried to Twitch stream, oh, wow. won't happen. It's not enough bandwidth. Period. Like it just dies. So, or it kicks me out of whatever I'm doing. Like I've actually dropped connection on Monster Hunter because like oh I was streaming on Twitch. All right, I guess I'm never streaming. So, so yeah, like uh, I'm just I'm just glad that you know I got to meet and talk to so many people and. You guys yeah, awesome. are definitely awesome. included in that. Um, the power like of the I, internet, right? It brings people together. 
Despite the right. like, like oceans are oceans, oceans cannot stop us now, right? Correct. Um, like Cosme or Aphlis, uh, uh, the great brilliant artist, he's done mm. actually some work for us. He's he's did our Twitter banner. He actually did my play mat for Magic. Mm. I got his permission to use some of his oh, amazing. amazing art. So I did. Um, you're familiar a little bit with Magic, Eric. Uh, Eric's the the, the the five colors: white, mm. uh, yeah, Wooberg, yeah. white, blue, black, red, green. So I did that in his Monster Hunter themes: white being Diablos, blue being Legiacris, black being Fatalis, red being a, a Cantor, and green being Durambros. Nice, beautiful. So just like a nice split on that playmat. I I put it on Twitter a long time ago, but it's all from his art, and I got his permission. And he actually gave me the high res pictures to do it, even though oh, I'm not brilliant. a patron. And it, like, people are so amazing in this community. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm keeping you guys longer. I'm just excited. So thank you guys uh, for listening. Thank you listeners. Thank you everybody. And next week we'll talk about something i don't know i don't even know until like the day before a lot of times <laughs> well, next, week, next week we've got um next week they they said on twitter they're announcing what the two variants will be right yes, so they are. Oh. okay so we will probably talk about that i'll probably rant a bit about fire emblem <laughs> and, <laughs> um and probably talk about project warlock some more but um okay well thank you guys for listening this is uh you can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, you'll see me doing a lot more D&D stuff and get more game stuff and all sorts of crazy... Like, I've been a little more active on Twitter just because I can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morgan? Well, you can always find me on Twitter at MorganHay3. Um, I like to post a lot of stuff on Twitter. You, you, Whenever you go through my feed, you, you literally go down the rabbit hole. I've got everything from, like, <laughs> uh, talking about um, pol- uh, po- politics or ethics or cooking or cute little animal videos or, like, crazy comedic stuff that y- you just look at it and go, oh, my God, what is this? Um, or, you know, sometimes I'm also, you know, looking around on Twitch, you know, checking out any new uh, new faces in the Monster Hunter community, you know giving them some support where you can. Um, you can also mm-hmm. find me sometimes playing Iceborne, other times playing GU, because unfortunately I lost my 3 ADS, so I can't go back to 4U or 3U, and my PSP does not work, so 8,000 hours of Freedom Unite is gone. But at least I've still got two games to play. So yeah, if you ever want to play, come come check me out. All right, and Eric's, where can we find you? You can find me over on uh, Twitter at Arix or YouTube, which will be YouTuber slash Arix Gaming. And uh, yeah, we'll, I guess, I guess, well, I don't know what's on, what's on the horizon for next week. They will definitely talk about Monster Hunter when that news drops. Uh, oh yeah. That, I guess more games. Yeah, always. Please don't be <laughs> rusty, Kushala. Please don't be rusty, Kushala. Please. Yeah, please oh, no, please no, no please no. Oh, please. God. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't want that. And you know the the fact that like the other monster says fan favorite still scares me. I'm like, what do they think is fan favorite anymore? Like they, we got everything, right? You like, think maybe they have laggy, but we're never gonna get laggy. You think it'll be a twofer and they'll exactly. just call it Rusty Kushala and be like, oh no, the tornadoes. Oh no. 
They were like, everybody loves Rusty Kushala. That's the fan favorite. Everybody loves Lunastra. Let's put that in Appreciation Day. Hmm, Twitter, yes. Great place to post that. No, no one loves Lunastra because even you guys forgot about Lunastra. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, it's true. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you guys for listening.